0: Last week, it was horror who was named the winner, and in the bottom is Sister Sister versus Taste and Sister Sister dressed like something from Little Shop of Horrors, she was asked to sashay away. She was sachet sash- sash- away. And mm. <laughs> yes, so welcome to the Drag Race recap show for Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Stoned on the Runway. Mm. Mm. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser-like razor cutting, dead cutting. (laughs) And you might know us from our podcast, You're Welcome America, where in every episode we translate a British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You motherfucking welcome. Right, for the next couple of weeks, we've only got three more episodes, babes. We're going to be your hosts as we recap the second season of Drag Race UK. Now let us give you an overview of what the hell happened in this episode. Okay. In the mini-challenge, the queens must serve their best macho drag while oof. performing Hey Kitty Girl. And then for the maxi-challenge, the queens must write and perform a stand-up comedy act celebrating the theme of love. Oof, oof, ma goof. <laughs> and on the main stage, the category is Stoned on the Runway. Queen of our lives and hearts, Bimini Bombulash is named winner of the challenge, and the judges placed the BFF lovers, Taste and Ahura in the bottom two. Shenanigans producers, I think so. And after a lip sync for their lives, Taste is told, Shantae, you stay, and Ahura is asked to sachet away. Mm-hmm. Here we are, controversial mm. episode, we're gonna get into it. Not a joke, just a fact. <laughs> What you like. (laughs) Well, that's a story for another time. Anyway, um, yeah, this is, this is, this is one of those episodes where I will probably get into it, but I do fear for Ellie's life right now. And, um, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything of a horror chatting about this situation, like outside of the show. So I don't know if she's still bitter or I have, I don't know. Oh, really? I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some insights, but we'll get to that when we get to the untucked segment, because that's kind of where it goes in. But I have seen that actually the person getting the most blowback from this episode isn't actually Ellie. Apparently it's Lawrence. He's getting Mm. the most, he's deleted his Twitter account. Oh no. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. It's so bad. It's like, like we said, like I said last week. Just say horrible things to your friends over text messages about the show. Fine, keep keep all the toxicity amongst non, you know, public forums. Just say all your nasty stuff, and then just be a nice, normal person. It's really this not is, that hard. This- this is the double-edged sword of this show doing so well during lockdown. Is that everyone's so invested because they've got nothing else to do? Yeah. You know what? You know, in the UK right now, everything's so locked down. You can, you basically can like, you can go to your garden shed, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so everyone, yeah, garden shed from being here, maybe home base, build it yourself. <laughs> um, so everyone's just way too invested, and they're taking it way too seriously. Oh god, I'm nervous. Yeah. Okay, right top of the episode it's the fallout from last week we've had sister sisters elimination taste is going to read the mirror message taste are you there we've got you uh, we've got you there (laughs) from Wales. i maybe let me just slip into that um that scrubber outfit with the uh the scratchy gash hang on hate your hair hope you lose absolutely love your champions camp cows whoops i said it wrong (laughs) 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 that was uh, via you know some part of wales i'm not quite sure maybe like wales in an alternate dimension i was in there for a second (laughs) <laughs> oh, side, side note, side note, um, I was reading in BBC News UK this morning that Wales is now talking about going independent. So, oh. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Taste could be, you know, Prime Minister of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe more like, you know, like a, like the press, like the press person. I imagine, I think she'd do really good being like the person that does all the press conferences for Wales. (laughs) What, like, when like journalists are asking hard questions, she's like, no, you, I I can't do the accent, but she's like, no, you, sit down, wait, come on, (laughs) that was snarky, give me your comment right out of here. Exactly. And dressed in like, full like press, press secretary, like drag. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's really good. She'd be so good at that. All right. Well, let's make that, let's make that happen. Wait, Charlotte Church is culture minister. Of course. Absolutely, Shirley Bassey. What she is? She like one of like the the lords in the the House of Commons for Wales. I think she's one of the wigs. I think she's like the queen. So they basically have made her royalty. So she's got nothing to do with the actual independence movement, but she's the ruler of Wales from a kind of yeah royal standpoint. She's the queen. Got it. Tom Jones is transport minister. Done. Okay. (laughs) right so um they're all talking about last week's show last week's episode the elimination um bimini now bimini was quite rightly surprised that lawrence was in the bottom i think we all i think we all were i don't think lawrence really was in the bottom yeah it was it was an oddly it was an odd kind of order of of reading out i feel like we've seen this in um in season 13 and and on the uk we've seen this a lot where they're kind of they're trying to i don't know there's just a lot of i'm feeling a lot of shenanigans going on more than ever and i feel like that mm -hmm. yeah i could feel the strings being pulled very hard in these seasons and that feels like a very easy way to pull some strings is to put someone in the bottom three as they call it which is nothing which doesn't mean anything yeah it's you're not it's the bottom two the 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 bottom three isn't a thing no you could just that everyone in the episode could be perfect and then two oops and then two people are in the bottom that's just that's it <laughs> yeah so um they all congratulate Hora, i mean a hundred percent the winner from last week yeah i mean clearly uh riding high in that blue gaga outfit with the the sleeves from jurassic park yeah and the um, the controversial sister sister ripped off makeup which is still not addressed and no one is talking about nope. strange <laughs> It's funny, it is really funny, like what they choose to amplify and what they don't. I'm like, oh, for me that's such a clear story point. But yeah, no worries. It, it definitely happened. I've definitely seen like a couple of tweets here and there from like Ahura and from Sister Sister like kind of being fun about it, but it definitely, there was definitely a conversation that we didn't hear about that for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Old, old Miss D herself, LED, who I really, uh, I really liked watching when they came back into the workroom. I've just noticed just now how much she has to stoop to come through that doorway into the workroom because <laughs> she's like seven foot eight. <laughs> she has to, she has to fully like almost bend in half to fit back into the workroom. It's very funny it's because of, of her heels and hair as <laughs> exactly. well. It's exactly. Massive. Exactly. So, um, LED, she's basically like, She's, she's really feeling like the pressure, I think at this point. And she's kind of saying like, Oh, none of you are taking me seriously because I don't have a badge. And then each one of the girls is like, yeah, you don't have a badge. So we're not taking you seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then here as well, it, it, they start to split off as in like the London gals versus the Scots. So Lawrence and Ellie against the others. Lawrence brings back his hissing, his hissing like a cat. And <laughs> um, she- he, he yells out freedom. Um, classic Braveheart line starring Australian Mel Gibson and all shot in Ireland. Sure. <laughs> well, actually, um, that kind of makes sense for that them being Scotland versus London because fair enough, those two are Scottish, but absolutely no one in the London team is from London. <laughs> you've got, true. you've got Norfolk, uh, wherever a horror is from, I can't remember. She's from like up north and, uh, yeah, and Wales. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Wait, but you could have just gone like north and south of the border. Yeah. Anyway. Gemini sounds like she's from London, but never forget she's one of my hometown girls. She's my hometown hero. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add to that, babes? No, just just that I continue to uh, want Taysa's jacket from her interview. And I, I, I every week we have this conversation and I think about it and I'm like, oh, I want to find out where she got that colorful like puffer jacket from. And then I never remember to look it up. So if anyone does yeah. know, send it to me. For me, it's one of those jackets that... You would one, one would buy and you'd wear it like three times because it's so distinctive. You then kind of get bored of it. Yeah. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. You, you wear it once and the next time you're the second time you wear it, everyone's like, Oh my God. Yes, that remember you worked that one very, do you know what I mean? It's too, it's too, it's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard, babes. Um, not to mention all those zips, all those zips and buttons. Also caught up. Also when am I ever going to need to wear that jacket here in LA? You know me, even in LA winter in quotation marks, I'm still sweating. So I don't know. That's true. I've, have I showed you my silver jacket? I got the one for rain. Oh no, you haven't. Oh, it was literally like $15 I bought during lockdown and it's, um, it, it's kind of, it's like it's made out of those things that marathon runners get, like that sheet of silver you get. Oh, a survival it's blanket. Just, exactly. And it's just one little zip-up thing. And I got to wear – it was, like, drizzling the other week, and I was going to um my workout class, and I got to wear it and do, like, an entrance. It was really fun. Anyway, that's <laughs> called fashion, everyone. Just so you're all aware that's fashion. Great. Okay. So – It is the next day. Let's properly get into this episode. Top five feeling alive. I'm fine with that. You know, I have issues when people say things like top six or like, we're the, we're the final seven. No. Those are not phrases. I was Top w- five, however. Fine. <laughs> I was wondering as soon as I heard them say that, I was like, "Oh, I wonder where Ben's going to fall on this." But there you go. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, they they walk into the workroom. Uh, I want to talk about Bimini's outfit for a second here. I mean, later on, uh, Alan Carr says that she looks like she's working at home base, but I think she looks like she's in a um, kind of a like a two thousands uh, girl band, like they would like that would be their theme for the performance because she's wearing a, yeah. like a fun kind of headscarf and then this orange kind of crop top uh kind of safety outfit yeah a little bit a little bit parachute like yeah very like, um, like entice. oh my god entice we going a party yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very like it's a little yeah yeah, safety is the word, safety, because it's a little bit like I'm on a plane and I'm about to jump out of a plane, but it's also a bit like I'm on a boat and I've got a life vest on. Yeah, but also I'm in a 2000s girl band and we're performing on like a CGI boat or maybe a CGI C- plane. Oh, oh, CGI wing of a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd all have like, like Bimini's showing... um Showing their like midriff, someone else would like show cleavage. Someone else would show legs. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. one would you? Which one would you show? Legs, abs. Yeah, I think I'm legs as well. Yeah. I'm oh no, w- wait! I would show legs and clavicle. Oh, lovely. You've got a gorgeous clavicle, clavicle shoulders. <laughs> gorgeous clavicle. I'll do clavicle shoulders, and I'll do legs. <laughs> oh, you agree? You have a gorgeous clavicle. I see. I do. I have a strong <laughs> clav, and I tell you what. Tell you what, listeners, when it's sunny out there, make sure you put your, your lotion in your clavicle. You don't want that to burn because when you get older, that's a real sign if you've got a little saggy, little saggy clav. You don't want a creepy clavicle. (laughs) Creepy clav. (laughs) Right. Okay so okay this is where so led kind of starts saying she's continuing her her diatribe from the uh the end of the last the last little segment where she's kind of saying you guys you know you shouldn't underestimate it just because i don't have a badge and you know Ahura kind of she starts laying into her a little bit and again it's a little bit mean but she is she's mean but she's also correct where she says that her outfit was good it was very because ellie kind of starts saying like they compliment they loved my outfit it was really well constructed and Ahura kind of quite rightly says like yeah, no one's denying that the outfit wasn't well made, but it, she says it wasn't a surprise. And you know, yeah. the challenge was to be a superhero, not Ellie Diamond. And Ellie Diamond was like, that's my interpretation. And I was like, woo. Well, Ellie, well, yeah, Ellie was saying, I wanted to, be, I am a, she was quite good. She was like, I am a superhero. So this is like me as a superhero. That was her interpretation. I was like, Oh, fair enough. So they both had a good point. My personal feeling is that I do think she just looked too much like many of her other looks, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, and then she there's a classic misunderstanding where they talk about how she hasn't got they hasn't got any badges on her chest. She's just got flowers, and she points to her earrings. She's like, "These aren't flowers," and they're like, "They're on they're on your jumper." And she's like, "Oh, <laughs> just a fun little moment." Right then, uh, Rue comes up on screen and she says, "Hey, sis, what's with that funny look in your face? Come to think of it, you've been acting kind of sketchy all season. Although they're not about to do a, a sketch challenge, but <clears> whatever. <throat> Why are you gagging so?" You know, she brings it to you every ball. You know, yeah. you know, she bring it to you every ball. Sure. <laughs> fine. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe the producers were tired by this point because this copy it's not the strongest. And well, it doesn't completely makes sense. Well, it fit to me. It, to me, it covers three separate challenges. So I think it's a generic yes. one. They're like, Oh, look, we can use this for a ball one. We can use this for a comedy one, a sketch one. It's fine. Just let's just do that. <laughs> Cause you know for a fact that Rue recorded the Canada, the, the UK, the like, Guatemala, you know, everywhere. All in one day. The Virgin Islands. <laughs> why, are these, why are these the countries coming to my head? You know, Montenegro. <laughs> drag Race Montenegro. <laughs> what about, what about? Not even, country, not even a country, just Drag Race Pyramids. Drag, drag Race Atlantis. <laughs> drag race Atl- oh my God, I'd love Drag Race Atlantis. I mean. Oh, side note. Ooh. I'm sure I showed you. The Versace Spring Summer 2021 fashion show. I implore all listeners to go look at it on YouTube. It was all underwater Atlantis-themed, and it is bonkers. So it's got, like, fallen columns and pillars and CGI water, and these models just walking down the runway with, like, starfish, glittery starfish, like, stuck to them. She know, costs, like, thousands of pounds and dollars. And then they did a whole, like, lead-up to it where a giant CGI squid was late for the show and is, like, crawling through the streets of Milan to try to get to the Versace Atlantis show. I'm wow. sorry, listeners, but... That is a concept. Wow. Donatella's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's certainly not been protecting herself from uh, COVID. Anyway. Right. Um, Rue, Rue comes in in a wild look. Now, I know that we there's been many speculation about why Rue doing so many hats and wigs and, and fun kind of headwear. So like, whatever, each their own, do what you gotta do. But this outfit is very strange. She looks like a villain from like a, like a Japanese video game. Like, a, do you know what I mean? Like she looks like the, the, the person, like the mastermind behind the whole video game that you find right at the end. Like, yeah, very it odd. reminds, it reminds me, it is a bit though. Like, um, like if we go into like Palm Springs or something and someone just brings a bag of wigs and things and you're like, you're, you're just sitting there, you're maybe a bit hungover, you're having a coffee. You're like I'll just put on that wig. <laughs> there's like no thought to it. It's just like, I want to, I just feel like wearing a wig or like when Britney um, Used to have backstage and all her tours. She has a, a grab bag area in her wardrobe area. So if she's about to just hop on stage, she might just like grab a squirt gun or grab like a feather boa, just like some props. It's a bit like that. Bit of business. <laughs> bit of business. Okay. Um, so. Uh, ru enters the workroom and uh yeah the mini challenge is everyone needs to serve up their best macho drag as they compete in the hottest new singing show sensation the mask for mask singer performing Rue's song hey kitty girl i think this is a great little challenge is this done regularly no this was a this was a concept inside a concept wrapped inside another concept so we haven't done like we haven't done like proper like mask guy drag. Well, oh much. no, that that has been that has been done oh, before. Okay. But just this this was a lot. This was concept on concept for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. I yeah I thought this was I thought this was super fun. Yeah, it was. I liked I liked the I liked the kind of theme of the quick drag because it was it was butch, but it was also kind of everyone did a very similar. It was like butch but rock and roll butch. So people were people did a lot of looks that were like kind of kind of glam rock butch which is not butch at all which i really liked pretty much everyone looked like that actually which i really enjoyed it's definitely a theme which lends itself really well to the quick challenge yeah for sure yeah you could look like a mess <laughs> exactly just like, like just paint on a mustache there's a really great shot of when lawrence is like half ready and he, she's sort of just like heaving herself across the the workroom dressed in her mask outfit it's just it's really beautiful um okay how what would you do what would your look be uh, I think that my aesthetic is pretty much what a horror picked. I think that I naturally, you know, I have unfortunately just become a, a bear, I think. So I think unfortunately that's just the only way I can go is like leather daddy. Hmm. Yeah. The way like it's it. what, it's what life has made me become. Not what I chose. Yeah. I don't know what my looks going to be. Can you give me a look? I I don't know. Uh, um, mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I know it's difficult because I don't think I've ever in the history of our friendship ever asked for advice on my aesthetics. So I know that really threw you. I will say that when they were getting into quick drag, I'm just choosing to gloss over that that jab. Um, I'm... Uh, I I will say I've seen online people are very annoyed about Ellie's mirror because she has not put any um, apostrophes in there. So it says, don't touch, it's Ellie's. And there's not an apostrophe in don't, it's, or Ellie's. So there's just all of the, all of the grammatical, grammatical errors on her mirror are something that I feel like we just needed to finally address. Yeah, because it actually, I, I've made a note of that every week, and I just forget. <laughs> um, but it's there. And also, it's interesting because no one else is, seems to be that protective over their their stuff, but, you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk through these different mask looks we've got going on. So, um well, actually, before we get into it, Bimini says that Butch has never been in her vocab. Sure. Um, Ellie's going androgynous um and also ellie's turned on by a horat slash your look with the whips and leather it's sort of like it's very um freddie mercury isn't it yeah i like it everyone everyone is yeah they pretty much all look like they're in like a new romantics kind of band apart from i love Tace's look taste is just <laughs> inexplicably Tace is just wearing like a red wig topless with jeans and like a a strange colored beard and i really like Tace's look He's and performance more- style Totally, taste is more. I would say um, late '80s rock, like like a real kind of like metal rock group, or it's like a bit Iggy more that, Iggy Pop kind of that kind of a thing. Little Iggy Pop, but also <laughs> just that whole kind of. I don't, and this is so not our genre of music. But even if you think of like the Aussie Osbournes of the world being topless on stage, or if you think of like Flea and Red Hot Chili Peppers, I know those are different genres and eras. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it like <laughs> it's that whole kind of like rock and roll topless man. Tattoos, a little bit Lenny Kravitz as well. Oh my god, never forget. Oh my god, we love Lenny Kravitz so much. How many times we talk about his dick just bursting forth from his trousers, and then and then basically saying it's like the the male equivalent of Janet's <laughs> breast, <laughs> Janet's bejeweled breast from the Super Bowl. Oh, Lovely, right? Uh, what else have we got going on here, babes? Uh, not much, really. I feel like it's. I don't really feel like there's too much. It, it was just kind of a lot of quick. It's just a real quick cut together thing. And then it just finishes on, uh, on, um, just Rue. Is it, hang on. Have I got America and UK mixed up? I have got it mixed up. That was, that was America where Rue sang. Well, ignore that. This is our, this is our lives at the moment. This is difficult because it is confusing between the two. Although one season is markedly better than the other. We'll leave that to you listeners to work out which. So. Uh, we've also we need to mention Lawrence in like a pinstripe suit like uh it's got like a very fine metallic stripe to it which I was enjoying yeah. um, I don't really know what Lawrence's look was it was it's kind of hard to describe I think he looks a bit like Lawrence. he looks a bit like Ursula from The Little Mermaid going to the office <laughs> like a business casual Ursula I thought he looked like was, was, was Ursula's role in the office what position does she have oh she's clearly head of HR Absolutely. Oh, oh my god, yes. The <laughs> evil head of HR and it's exactly. like and people like like shit's going down the office and you're like, Well, I mean normally you you would go to HR for this but you've got you need to deal with Ursula. Yeah, oh don't go so, to Ursula's office. She's so scary. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Ursula just sitting tentacles everywhere in the HR office. Come on in. Take a seat. (laughs) I know there's been a lot of (laughs) Uh, Uh. blab. Right. I'd wait and plot some of Jets and they're like the assistants, the the, the HR assistants. Um, (laughs) get them boys (laughs) right we need to we need to get on track we are all over the place today so So led is is named the winner of the mini challenge i think fine i feel like anyone could have won this mini challenge because they were all pretty much doing funny things so again i call shenanigans on led being the winner of the mini challenge but yeah this is this is they all look the, all the producers everyone knows that ellie hasn't won a badge and they want to just make her seem competitive so they they gave it to her fun well, and also need to and the the, the, oh. the running order thing is such it's such a drag race classic staple thing to give someone when they need something to happen so like and boy did they did that happen so mm-hmm. yeah also i we, i we do need to mention the fact that a horror at the end of her um mask set said that you know like, lady gaga never heard of her or something along the lines of that <laughs> it's very yeah. good she's she's great i'm still angry that she left anyway Crabes, tell us about the maxi challenge the Maxi Challenge. Uh, so Rue announces, says, is the best medicine. <laughs> and this week, the queens are going to be putting on a comedy night celebrating the theme of love. So they all have to write a stand-up set based on observations about relationships, breakups, dating, unrequited love. You know, all the Taylor Swift songs. I was like, no thank you, whoever wrote that joke. And uh, yeah, so it's basically going to be a classic stand-up comedy challenge um but basically mm-hmm. rue announces that this time you're going to be performing in front of a real rough crowd a live audience of inanimate objects so basically th- this is kind of a theme of drag race over the years that they the comedy challenge is a kind of a staple it's usually kind of themed it, it's always themed slightly differently you know that sometimes it's a roast they did the roast of lady bunny where she like the funeral story of lady bunny where she was on stage in a coffin uh, but it's still Amazing. the same thing it's like a comedy set themed and then they've even done themed audiences quite a lot like there's famously the bianca del rio season six comedy challenge was all old people and um like old and they (laughs) they did them so dirty they gave them like props like knitting needles so that if someone's set was really (laughs) bad they cut to them just doing knitting like so many people fell asleep and basically this is kind of like you know they're they're leaning into what they've got which is nothing and so they made the audience like all these different kind of props i was like fair enough and it it also makes the comedy like even more existing in like a vacuum of like awkwardness and hell. I definitely think that here they did a very good uh, bit of COVID problem solving because it, it wasn't overtly COVID, but it also was really good for the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then th- this is when Ro announces the LED as the the winner gets to choose the performing running order. So here we go. <laughs> Ru- running order. Running order. I don't think is a, a phrase in the US. Like, I feel like at work, it's always called the rundown. Rundown. Performance, performance order, you know, yeah. lineup, yada, yada. So, and at this point as well, uh Rue mentions that they've got a guest judge. It's the true British comedy legend, Don French, uh, to which Bree has written in our notes, who? Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> so... Now, What's your What's your take on Dawn French? Well, first of all, do you, do you want to give us a quick wiki bio from your brain? Yes, real quick. Uh, Dawn French is kind of a part of a legendary uh, female comedy duo, French and Saunders. Jennifer Saunders is obviously Eddie from Absolutely Fabulous. And also what people don't know is that Dawn French... French and Saunders kind of created Absolutely Fabulous together, but Jennifer Saunders kind of stayed as the main star of it. And Dawn French just dipped in and out as different kind of characters in there. But in the UK, Dawn French is the most famous for maybe two things. One is this uh, kind of sitcom called The Vicar of Dibley, where she plays a female vicar in a small village, um, which is like kind of iconic. I'm not like a huge fan of it really but it's still out of all of the old sitcoms which i hate like only fools and horses it's still the best one and then she's also very famous for going on is it comic relief where she used to kiss people every year oh my god i completely forgot i did not think that's what you were going to say the other famous thing was but yes so comic relief in the uk and they vaguely had it in the us yeah she was always a big part of that so for example She she kissed she dressed in liz hurley's um, Versace, shout out to Versace, sponsor of this episode, um, uh, safety pin gold dress, and she snogged Hugh Grant. Um, so it was like a running gag. And then in 97, when the Spice Girls did the Comic Relief single, and famous people dressed up as different Spice Girls, she dressed up as posh. Yes, she did. Um, I thought you were going to say she's famous for the Terry's chocolate orange ads. <laughs> I guess. I feel like that might be quite far down on the list, I suppose. Yeah. But obviously not for you. How do you feel about Don French? Um, I feel great about her because I, even though I don't really care about the Vicar of Dibley that much, I am a big fan of their sketch show, the French and Saunders sketch show. And they mm-hmm. used to have a show on Radio 4, which has one of the greatest things you'll ever listen to, which is where they read, they both read back a transcript of an interview with Madonna that was done in... Um, Hungarian where it was basically done in Hungarian translated to English back to Hungarian then back to English and it's like all completely messed up and the two of them read it as like a little kind of play as one of them as the reporter and one of them as Madonna and it's one of the funniest things you'll ever hear in your life well they well they have a running gag with Madonna that their sketch show which has been going on since like the late 80s every season they would invite Madonna to come on and they would never hear back. So it kind of became a running gag. And then in later years they did M- Madonna sketches where they would dress up as Madonna and do different things. So she's like a, she's like a real runner. for Yeah. Them. I, I, also, I, I love Dawn French basically. I see. I just don't trust her. There's something about her that I don't trust, but I don't know if it's just simply because I love AB Fab so much. And I really appreciate Jennifer Saunders because she's so Jennifer Saunders is a very strange person. When she's just talking as like a, you know, out of yeah. character. So I think I just appreciate her. Anyway, that is Dawn French. All to say she's done lots and everyone knows who she is in the UK. For a while, she had an asymmetric fringe, aka bangs. Do you remember that? <laughs> she did. She had a very glossy, a glossy, uh, bob. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> right. So they now, all the ladies are discussing, um, the comedy challenge. They're all sitting around with their pens and pens and papers. Um, Ooh, yeah this oh is, yeah this is tough this is where we okay. get to the real the real issue at the heart of this episode okay Yes. Yeah. so ellie is in charge of the running order of putting them in order there are five of them so um ellie quite rightly thinks well bimini lawrence they're the strong comedy queens. so we're all aware of that um so she's kind of stra- trying to strategize and put them in order so she ends up doing the order of ahora then ellie herself bimini Lawrence and then taste closing. If you were Ellie, if you were in this, what, where would you want to be on this list? Like in the order? Um, I would want to be probably, I probably would have wanted to be after a horror too, because that's quite a smart move, like strategically. Uh, so put yourself after a horror and just don't put your, basically don't put yourself at the beginning or the end if you don't feel confident and put yourself after a horror. Um, or maybe taste if you want to feel like you need someone bad before you to kind of lift you up. So I don't think, I don't think anything she did was nasty at all. I think she, I I think quite rightly she just did something that was right for herself. And, and I I think this whole kind of blowback that, well, we'll get into this now. So basically, um, Lawrence and Ahura take huge offense to this running order. Ahura is basically saying like, well, you're putting yourself after me, but like, you're putting me first to like, fuck me up, and you're putting yourself after me to make yourself look better. And is just really angry about that. And I feel like Ahura maybe has slightly more right to be angry, not hugely, but like, that's definitely being put up first and being kind of singled out as someone who's not that good so that you can go after them. That is, that's not great. That's like, fair enough, that that's like, happens. that's a little bit mean, and oh. you can have a, a feeling about that. Whereas well. Lawrence, Lawrence is saying like, oh, you're putting me after Bimini, like, you, like, cause you think that I'm like, gonna fuck up, or I don't know. Lawrence, Lawrence should be confident in, in his own act enough to know that he can go anywhere and he could just like sit pretty, like, in anywhere in the running order and just like, it doesn't really matter to him, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Anyone in Ellie's situation would strategize. She, that's why she's been, look, she won the mini challenge. She's been given this opportunity to do the, the running order. So you, you would do exactly what she did. And yes, it's tough going first, but someone had to go first, make it a horror, make it the other, other maybe weaker person. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very, a very funny one. And then I think also, I think Bimini says, you know, she'll kill it wherever she's placed. And ultimately there are only five of them. Mm. Look, it, yes, the order is important, but it's way more important if you're good or not. And if you do a good performance or not, that's all that matters. But yeah, Lawrence... I think Lawrence here, I think we forget that Lawrence is actually very young, not yes. as young as Ellie, but yes. she's very young. And here she really takes umbrage to the whole like, look, we're, we're sisters. We're the Scottish Queens as it was highlighted at the top of the episode, Scotland v London. Um, and I think this really really irks her but i'm just she 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 basically wanted ellie to put her last so that she could close out the show and like get all the accolades basically and she's yeah you're so right it's that thing of just because she does a like older woman drag you forget that she's only like 23 so this is quite an immature reaction to a situation that really actually doesn't affect her that much at all like I said, I think the only person that really has any right to feel like a bit pissed off is a horror. And she, she went, she goes too far with her feelings about it as well. But like Lawrence's Lawrence really blows up on this and turns it into such a big thing that it really just didn't need to. Although did you hear when Bimini's Bimini's like, well, you know, if i had done it, if i had done it, like, you know, I just would have done like a shit sandwich, (laughs) essentially saying I would have put myself at the beginning, Lawrence at the end and all the shit people in the middle. And she says it in such a way where like, it's so matter of fact that every single person in the room is like, yeah, no, she's right. Like it would be a shit sandwich. You're great. We're shit. They're like, <laughs> it's so like funny the way she gets away with that. I know. And then meanwhile, taste is just like sitting, like grinning and enjoying the whole thing. Yeah, because taste. I think taste is in this exact same position that horror is in, where she's like, you know, everyone, everyone in that room knows that technically maybe Ellie was going to be the worst. Then it goes a horror and taste, and then the other two at the top. But like, so taste is kind of just like, well, I'm quite, you know, she was kind of saying like, I'm worried about what I'm going to do, but she's also like. I'm going to do what I do in any position of the show. So who cares? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we go into practice with Alan. Um, first up is a horror. Now a horror just it's, this is, this is very enjoyable. There's so many beeps here that we we really don't know what a horror is saying, but it must be incredibly filthy. I feel like the C word is definitely thrown around. Um And yeah, she, her thing clearly is like a horror is a, she works hard and she knows this isn't her her best uh arena the comedy world mm. so she clearly just goes too far yeah. and is like okay i'm going to go as filthy as possible which is like a, quite a classic comedy mistake yeah. that people make and it's also like if you were if you were on a on a mic at a club and you were kind of going back and forth with the crowd and everyone was all drunk and rowdy saying like really disgusting stuff actually is like a, usually like a big winner with like a drunk crowd of people as well. So I do feel like she probably just was like, Oh, well, this is kind of how I, what I do in a club and just like scream obscenities at everyone and everyone finds it funny. And it, it's mm. true. It's just not, it's just not comedy. That's the thing. Yeah. And also you can't just go straight in with you. you there still has to be like a, like a build to the dirt. There still needs to be clever basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so yeah horror is telling a long story about her nan it's got a lot of uh, a lot of bleeps in it alan is just like whoa okay what's what's going on alan also recognizes the fact that she's out first and no one wants to be first yeah fair enough um then we have ellie don't we ellie diamond yeah she, she comes out. she she quite cleverly decides to she she picks like a thing which is that kind of like almost like a demon voice um, and saying that she's like, it's like Ellie loves dick, basically. It's like her alter ego. And I think it's not funny, but I also think it's a smart choice because it's not, it just gives it like an anchor. There's like a thing that's happening that you can kind of just hear throughout her act. It's not just like someone rambling on. And I think she yeah. was at complete risk of being someone that would ramble on and not be funny. So she just picked a thing that I don't think was funny, but at least it was the thing does that make any totally sense? totally and it also plays into like isn't she called like something deep like ellie demon or something yeah. it all just kind of fits in with her and she loves dick a whole f- it fits into her brand doesn't yeah. it yeah um yeah and then alan does some tweaks and you know saying why don't you run with that when you end with this frog thing but not froggy and groggy like oh yeah she does was, a whole yeah yeah it was like kissing a lot of frogs blah 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 who cares yeah. Bimini, Bimini is out next. <laughs> I feel like she just comes out and does like a real casual, like type five, really like <laughs> loose, really like loose and easy. She's just like, oh, Alan, like, you know, chatter, da ba ba da, scabba ba And Alan's just like, yep, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Bimini says, like, yeah, you didn't give me anything to work on. So, didn't give me any directions. So, okay. <laughs> I know. Sure. Even, and at that point, I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to the signpost that I should be worried for Bimini. But I was just like, I'm not going to be. So there you go. I guess for once, the show is just telling you the truth. (laughs) Oh wait. And this is the point where Alan says that she's dressed like, what's she dressed like again? Like she works at home base. (laughs) So home base is essentially, um, Home Depot, Home Depot. Depot. Same same color scheme. (laughs) Yeah. I also just love how she's dressed up her look with like a, a big furry, um, animal print coat as well. Just like over her shoulders. She she's has such a such a specific aesthetic out of drag that I I'm in love with. It's just this yeah, like I always say, she looks like Hilary Duff in uh in uh Lizzie McGuire, but like in East London. As if Lizzie McGuire went to East London in like an episode of her show. This is I'm just gonna um put a flag in the sand here. I do I know I've been supporting Lawrence the whole time and thinking Lawrence is gonna win. This week definitely feels like maybe bimini is out in the lead and if you think about it season one with the vivian uh winning the vivian and lawrence aren't weirdly that far apart they're very different but they're both very regional they're both very polished kind of slightly hokey um uh, stage performers so maybe this season is going to be bimini because bimini is quite alternative compared to the vivian yes I, i i and i do feel like there's uh, Bimini's having a great reality TV show kind of arc as well which is bottom two in the very first episode and then just like up 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 whereas Lawrence has kind of started so strong and then is kind of having the dips I feel like Bimini's on like a real like steady incline towards like winning it, it's it's strange and she's just got so much good faith behind her from people watching that I feel like that's also a huge factor in it but I don't know I'm just chatting a bit here so Lawrence is up next. Um, I mean, we've all, well, Lawrence does say that he didn't do well in the snatch game. And so now is his time to really prove that he is a comedy queen, which he is. So it's like, it's very hard to know where we're going to go with at this point in the episode, where Lawrence is going to go with his performance. Um, but yeah, um, Alan's pretty happy with it, tells Lawrence not to repeat some of the, the subtitles joke that he does. I was definitely very excited about Lawrence. Going into this, yeah, he's safe pair of hands comedically for sure. It's not like mm. the kind of this the unsteady ground that we were on with the other three. It, it was he's like very, ooh. he's very like the compare or the MC. Yeah, like Lawrence is. You go to a drag show and he's the perfect like host. Cause he's got such an ease and comfort to him on stage. Like even if you saw like, you know, the next person performing did a really bad five minutes, you're like, Oh, don't worry. Lawrence will be back on a minute yeah. and it'll all be fine. We'll be in yeah. safe hands. He's very much that vibe. Right. Finally, we have taste coming to the stage. Now taste does something very interesting. It's that classic thing of, um, uh, you know, starts talking straight away and it's like, Oh, I'm really nervous. Blah, 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 blah. And basically starts essentially does a set, starts doing a comedy set yeah. before his set starts. Yeah. And it's really good, yeah. him just chatting normally. I remember I saw um, uh, I was about to say Grace Jones, that's not who I'm thinking of at all. Um, Joan <laughs> Rivers. Joan, yes, the, the Grace Jones comedy tour that she did. Grace Joan um, Rivers. Grace Joan Rivers. Um, I saw Joan Rivers and her whole thing was okay, well the show hasn't started yet, but let me tell you this thing, but you know, I'll tell you more about that when we get to the show. Oh, it's also like, it, it was almost like I haven't, it's really interesting psychology. It's like, the show hasn't started, so there's no pressure about with what I'm going to say, whether it's funny or not. And yeah. so then people kind of relax. It's very interesting. I feel like that it, is actually, yeah. I feel like Kathy Griffin also had that, has that kind of vibe. I know her shows are a lot more structured, but she also is so kind of, you don't, you never feel like you're getting into the da 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 da, da kind of rhythm. It's just exactly. like, oh my god, Kim Kardashian's like a whore or whatever she says. Um But yeah, I, I, I feel like this is where, but it's so hard to Because obviously, as soon as you say that to Tase, as soon as you say, like, you should just do this, this is so charming and so funny, she'll start overthinking it and making it not funny. So it's kind of a, I feel like it's like an impossible task to channel Tase's natural charisma into a comedy show format. Even though she could do it so easily, like, you just end up thinking, you're like, well, I have to write jokes. So you end up writing things that aren't funny. It's that difference between, right watching you on stage, just being you and chatting and then being like, right, your five minutes starts now, perform. And yeah. then as soon as she's told to perform, yeah. that's yes. when it goes to like structured and formal yeah. and then you lose the charm. You stiffen yeah. up and overthink it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But, God, we we really are psychologists, aren't we? We really are. <laughs> Comedy psychologists. Oh yeah. Oh. We, also, we also are famous comedians for anyone that's keeping up with all of the things that we're experts in back in the uk we're actually part of a comedy trio it's the two of us <laughs> and on french it's uh, french uh fraz and ben ffb <laughs> so her last name but our first name <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay so the next day in the workroom lawrence is still annoyed about the running order in fact he and um a horror chatting about it and they're like i thought i'd wake up over over this and like not pissed off anymore but i'm actually more angry than ever i'm like really ladies come on just like i also don't look for an excuse yeah. about just focus on your performance first. be great and move on but again yeah. they are young yeah and, and it's that classic thing of drag race where it's like Clearly they've been told to talk about it before they go into the room. And then it's just it's just so mean because it's like they're just like there's a rack of clothes separating them from Ellie and her grammatical mirror, just like gluing down her eyebrows, being like, Oh, well, this is nice. I can hear two girls saying that they hate me. It's just really, really unnecessary. But like I said, the the kind of blowback that actually Lawrence a horror to some extent, but the blowback that Lawrence has got has been pretty dark and actually, you know, it, it all just even though he's totally in the wrong, everyone needs to take a fucking breath and calm the he's, hell down. He's not totally in the wrong. He is He is hurt that yes. his comrade and sister has done something that might slightly disadvantage him. He's, yes. he's hurt, he's but he's correct. not reco- he's he's ret- in but not in uh, action. The action is, was way too yeah. strong. It's like if he just said, look, yeah, I'm kind of pissed off that I've been put this place in the competition. But look, Ellie, Ellie's a weaker comedian, comedian, and she needs to do whatever is good for her. Any, you know, so like, but I do wonder, it does make me think that Lawrence has that also slightly young, naive thing. If she had won, she might have tried to put everyone in a place that helped lift them up, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we go into a nice section here about, uh, well, with Lawrence and Taste, they're having a good old chin wag in front of the mirror. Lawrence asks, you know, are you in a horror? Are you just friends? What's going on? And then they get into like, a really nice section about Taste. Now this was a moment where I thought, oh, maybe Taste is going home. Yeah. And Taste tells like a, I really like this story because it's not, it's not, um, has as hard hitting as like oh i've been ostracized by my family or whatever but she just tells a story about trust and stis and the idea that a guy she was dating they had unprotected sex and she she contracted stis and you know left her with some trust issues i was like oh this is very relatable yeah um i i just thought it was a really really interesting thing and then um Lawrence and Tace start talking, the two of them beside each other, and bearing in mind, as we fully know, these are very different creatures. And they um, are talking about how they both really suffer from self-esteem issues, and um, they've both been really unlucky in love, and obviously they're about to do a whole comedy set about love. Um, and it was a nice bonding moment because they are so, so different. And Lawrence is saying, I'm amazed that taste and I have so much in common. I would not expect taste. To to be to be such, so lacking in self esteem. Yeah, and and I, I I was very much relating to what Taste was saying. Whether it's that thing of if you are if you've been single a very very long time, uh, it's very hard to hear. It's very hard to not feel like there's something wrong with you. As a part of that, and there's only so, so many times your friends who are in relationships can be like, oh, blah blah blah, blah like, oh, you're great, and you're just like, whatever. I'm a disgusting freak, and that is actually a genuine thing that that does happen if you're single a long time. So I I appreciated hearing that from uh, from mm, taste. It was great. Yeah, and it is also, you know, taste is so utterly, utterly gorgeous. It's also one of those things that, oh wow, you know, anyone can can feel that way. Mm. So. Before we get into the main stage, should we throw to a quick break, babes? Yes. Okay. On to the main stage. Rue is wearing um a gold gown. She's very much, she looks like an awards trophy, yes. an awards statue. Yeah. She's giving some, yeah, giving kind of like a, a beautiful redheaded Oscar. Mm. Uh Michelle's got, I love Michelle's hair here, by the way. Yeah, Michelle looks great. I like that like plunging top she's wearing and yeah, she looks awesome. Yeah. We've also got, uh, Alan on the, how did I was going to say on the menu as it were. <laughs> um, and then we have Dawn of French. Oh, I will say just, I uh, saw a little chatter in the discord, a little confusion that, uh, whether people weren't sure if you and I were purposefully mispronouncing Graham's name as Graham. And I will say, do not fear. We have not become that American that we think his name is actually Graham. We yeah, know. Don't it's just, worry. It's, it's just that for the for the sake of our listeners, we're calling him Graham, um, <laughs> and and that's it. That's just that's just that's just, isn't it not it fun clearing up a joke? Isn't it fun <laughs> just going deep and just really dissecting it and just you know showing the strings behind the show? Anyway, <laughs> so who have we got first, babes? So, Ahura comes out first. Uh, the audience is all kind of basically blow-up dolls and, and teddy bears, stuffed animals, and those kind of things. So, they can get reaction shots of, like, a blow-up doll, which is funny. And Uhura, it comes out first. I thought Ahura looked lovely. She's got this kind of, like, <laughs> kind of waved, like a, a Marcel wave hair and mm-hmm. um, an orange gown and gloves. And she basically does... Just an incredibly crude set. And I actually, I heard the uncut version of that joke that got beeped out. You know, the really long joke that got beeped out. Uh And they did her pretty dirty with the the way that they edited that. Basically, the joke is that her and her and her grandma have a lot in common. We both have gaping assholes is what she said. But like. The way they beeped it, they beeped out so much, like they could have kept in everything and just beeped out the words gaping assholes." But like they beeped out about three or four words around that as well that made it sound like she said something disgusting, which actually I still think was kind of funny. But there's just a lot of the, the judges are just wincing rather than laughing at her set yeah it's very also because she is out first it's like okay we're gonna watch some comedy then it's like bam in your face is like gaping holes it's yeah. quite it's quite an, ass, quite an assault on the senses i really appreciate the fact that you described her look as lovely like it imagine, lovely. If, imagine <laughs> if you were just like i don't know it's like it's like you know when you're a teenager and you're go, you're gonna go out with your friends and you come downstairs and your parents see you like oh you look lovely and i'm like that's not I'm not dressing for you. I don't care if you look. My dad would always say, you look smart, my guy. I'm like, oh, shut up. What are you talking about? Smart. That's a lovely way. Smart. smart. Also like smart as in like intelligent. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, shout, shout out to my dad who does not listen, uh, has no clue what this show is. And he turned 85 this week. Also has the best name ever. Fraser yep he is is yep love it mm-hmm. uh, so also just to note at this point that i'm completely sure that in the edit of this they the like the sound you know like room tone as you call it which is the sound of an empty room on television i feel like that's been turned up to the absolute max for any clunking jokes that you think yeah just the loudest yeah. room tone in history <laughs> that, that that pinewood studio atmos mic yeah, He's just really, really working hardcore here. I also like that on the blow-up dolls, some of their hair is just like gently, I don't know, just shuddering away in the, the Pinewood Studios AC system. <laughs> so- okay. That is a horror. Next up is LED. So LED comes out. She's all in red. Um, and she does her whole uh, demon voice thing. Where, and whenever she does it, she sort of drops down to the ground. Um, she gets, like, a decent, a decent reaction. Yeah, she definitely – it feels like those – the moments where she changes her voice are, like, it's almost like – even if you don't find it funny, it's the signpost to laugh at that point, And the judges are kind of, they mm. just, they do it. Cause it's also, you know, this is where you, you really have to notice that having no audience means that even when a joke is going, well, you've, you've only got four people laughing, which is still not like a huge kind of energy to like feed off of. It's quite a strange situation that they're in, isn't it? It is. She also, I definitely think the the vibe that comes across here from her set is that this is pretty weird, like Ellie Ellie can be pretty weird at times. I think this yeah. is a good example of that. And I think also the I think the judges referenced that a bit later on. Can't yeah, and she did she did feel you you didn't feel you were even though it wasn't I didn't think it was funny. You didn't also didn't feel like you were on really shaky ground with her. She she felt very confident and um yes. and sure of herself in a way that made the judges feel safe enough to laugh at some of the stuff that was still not that funny. Yes, yeah, she she does look very confident, which is good for her because she she knows she's not a comedy queen. But talking of comedy queens, out next comes Bimini. She's looking gorgeous, looking like a kind of like you know Black Widow at like a. I think they say that later on. She looks like like she's just come from her husband's funeral. <laughs> yeah, she she does the very clever thing, which really is just so smart and puts. Always puts people to ease. She essentially really addresses the room because she like she, I can't remember what she does exactly, but she references like and she's like, "All right, Grime," or like, "Oh, Don over there." Like she's very it's, it's so smart. Just work with what you've got in the room. Really reel people in by by referencing them. And you're also addressing the fact that right now you're doing a comedy set to like Graham, Rue, Michelle and Don, you know what I mean? There's no pretense. And that automatically puts everyone kind of at ease. Absolutely. Alan, Uh, not Graham. Oh, did I say, sorry, Graham? Graham or Alan? Graham. Graham on the mind. (laughs) Graham on the mind. Sorry, Alan. And also this is a big deal because Alan is an incredibly famous comedian and stand-up star in the uk so mm-hmm. that that is terrifying absolutely and like a genuinely funny one as well he alan Carr is amazing anyone should watch any of his stuff online if you haven't he's great mm-hmm. he's also my favorite person i've ever worked for in the tv in the uk he's the best i when we when we did that show together with him i just remember we were coming back from break and i was like okay so just um alan coming back from break um you need to pick some people from the audience to, um, to win some money for a game. And he's like, but what should I say? How should I get into that? What should I do? And I, and I was like, it was like, oh, coming back in 10, nine. I was like, um, just say, um, oh, you look like you could, you, you look like you could do with some winning some money. Let's go for it. And he's like, okay. And he just came back and just <laughs> did it and kind of made it work. How <laughs> weird is that to say to someone, you look like you could do with some winning money. Like what? <laughs> anyway, well I will I'll tell you, I was working on a show with him later, not the one that you and me did. And I was he was recording this voiceover thing that I needed him to do for me. And as he left the the voiceover booth, I put my hand out to get the um the piece of paper back from him and he just put his hand in mine and then he's like, Why are we holding hands? And I was like, I was asking for the paperback and he's like, Oh, and then we just carried on holding hands. It's like I did think that was weird, and then he was like, Bye, <laughs> he just left the room. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> he just held hands for no reason. <laughs> also <laughs> oh, isn't that that is not that is when we worked with him isn't that when you got him to dress up as Cher lloyd oh d- yes <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah he dressed oh, up as sweat. Cher lloyd and then so did i and actually if you could ever find that sketch where he's dressed as Cher lloyd there's moments where it's alan dressed as Cher lloyd and also i was like the body double i wore the wig and the outfit and i did like some of the some of the, the shots moves. that some of the moves that uh when he wasn't there yeah that's very fun <laughs> okay uh bimini bimini does great great thing as i said references uh vicar of dibley references dawn um references alan solidifies her new catchphrase not a joke just a fact (laughs) and it's also really good because the first couple of first time she does it it's like whatever second time like okay and then the third time is funny yeah so it's like a real clever i don't know just a clever runner it right that's her in stone as it's like well there we go it's another catchphrase for bimini yeah <laughs> coming up next we've got lawrence uh lawrence is also much like um much like ellie all in red lawrence just has such an ease when he's on stage i do feel relief when he's there because i'm like oh safe pair of hands yeah but but lawrence definitely shook now so uh, the comedy bar for him is very high And then the thing they really play on is the fact that he maybe over talks and takes a while to get to punchlines. But again, we need to remember he's he's very young. So his comedy persona is great, but it's just not quite there yet. And that's absolutely fine because he's so young. Yeah. And again, I think there was some editing shenanigans with how long it took to tell that joke. It's mm. like, I'm pretty sure we're not seeing the actual timeline of that. You know, there's about three or four different interviews, like, in the middle of it, of people being like, oh, get on with it, Lawrence. It's like, I'm pretty sure that we don't have time for that. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then we finish off with Tace. I thought Tace did much better than I thought she was going to do. She She obviously had, like, a, a couple of fumbles, but she never... I feel like even though there was times where she really wasn't funny, I still felt like she never flatlined because she's got such a good energy that I, I still felt, I don't know, I, st- I actually like kind of enjoyed Taste's set. I liked that like mistake that she made where she kept saying it's a story for another time. That ended up making me laugh more even though she wasn't intending it to be funny. I thought that was like a really funny like running joke that she just basically never told the story. I know, but, but she needed to, she wasn't aware that that was a joke. Like if she had realized, Oh, this could be a joke. Like if she said something really weird and mysterious, like, Oh, well, it's just, you know, just like the time that me and Shirley Bassey, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, eating hot dogs at the caravan park, but that's a story for another time. You you say something ludicrous and then you dismiss it, then it becomes a joke. So she's not quite, again, she's just not an experienced comedian, like you or I yeah and therefore um yeah it doesn't quite know to use it but like even at the end where she like fumbled that joke and then just basically did it but she I don't know it just I still felt even though we were on shaky ground with her I still felt okay watching it like because she's got such a such like an energy within her that I don't know I can't quite I'm not quite articulating what I'm trying to say very well I'm sorry so that's all right also <laughs> loved her loved her outfit she's got all those kind of fringes little fringing bits again like the the bits that, that you might have on like a um a curtain tie at a fancy person's house you know yeah. can i tell you just speaking of my comedy experience and you know everything i would have done i did have a thought about what taste should have done for her eyes because i think she could have done this perfectly because she's good at like reading people and um you know, I think she's got that kind of quick wit of that kind of thing. I think what she should have done is say, like, cause her whole thing was, oh, I don't have any, I don't have a love life to talk about. She should have been like, I don't have a love life to talk about. So I'm going to talk about their love life. And she could have, she could have written a joke for like everyone in the room about their love life. And you could have had like four for the judges, you know, four for the girls. And you've got like eight solid attempts at jokes. Does that make sense? That's lovely idea. It's very distinctive as well. It's very, yeah. that's very clever. Yeah that would you was that what what you would have done babes yes i think that's what i would have done yeah because it just because i would have panicked about not being able to write a, a set properly and i think at least that gives you some structure you just have to write a joke for everyone and then you've got something right let's get into there okay we're now gonna go to the runway now the theme is what is the category babes Stoned on the runway. So rhinestones, your diamonds, your, your glitter, your little bits and bobs, your little scats and scoots. Now, watching this, I panicked because I was like, "Stoned on the runway. What so does everyone have to be high? Oh god, I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going <laughs> to do?" And then they came, and it took me right we to like the third person. I was like. Oh, stone, stone. Like, oh, Okay, <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so I fear if I were in this competition, I would have just come out like in a puff of smoke and really high and got it completely wrong. Which actually could have been quite quite fun. I'm surprised no one did a did like a, a twist on it like that because I feel like everyone's always trying to find the the slight difference in there. Yeah, I don't know. Especially like season thirteen where everyone's wearing exactly the same outfits for everyone. Wait, do you know what I'm talking about? Those taxi cab outfits. Hello. Oh. Although this, remember this season we've had um, the chips, the bag, the, yeah, the, the bag, true. the bag, not the bag of chips, but the bags of chips. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Right. Take us away, babes, with these runway looks, also, please. a horror came mm-hmm. out looking, I thought, stunning. So she's in a kind of white stoned catsuit and she's uh, got a, had a bejeweled hospital trip. <laughs> and then oh, there's kind right. of like white hair that's all kind of like another kind of Medusa snake kind of reference, which we've had multiple of. Yes, so a horror's look. Yeah, it is great. Love the love the IV bag. I was a little bored. Um, I, I think it's, it's lacking very... a point of view. <laughs> it's lacking a reference. Yeah. It's kind of just like a, a a woman in a a woman in hospital, but not quite a woman in hospital. It's lacking a bit of direction. I, I think. I think that's a good. I think that's a good point. I, I the story behind. It. I don't quite get it. Um, it looks great, but it's also. it's very her but i don't know i just i'm not not quite there with it okay next up we've got ellie diamond she has she's got like a short little white skirt she's got big boots big hair and she's got she's got like a fluffy bolero on is that a bolero it is and she she, i think she looks a bit like a kind of abominable snow monster doing a routine on ice it's a very Mm -hmm. it's a very figure skater outfit but like she's she's so big <laughs> and kind of beautiful i think she's like a gorgeous abominable snowman on ice yeah and it's a little bit also um like like a 1960s outer space romp there's a little bit you know what i mean she's got like kind of 1960s yes, things to a, her a touch of barbarella meets abominable snowman on ice <laughs> got it got it I, again it's a solid look it is is good it's i'm not that excited by it personally yes but Uh, speaking of excitement excitement. (laughs) okay now we have bimini this is fascinating so bimini comes out and she is you know very high fashion and she's got um a long coat dress on um and it's got these splodges all over and on her face she's got jeweled red jeweled zits aka spots as we would call them in the uk um and she's got like a short white kind of like punk Rocky wig. It's just a fascinating look. And shout out to her shout out where she says that her hair is inspired by Shirley from EastEnders, which is the most beautifully specific British reference, which is a soap opera character who is not glamorous at all, but she's managed to take that, that kind of look and turn it into something gorgeous. Um, oh yes Mm. and we do we have a little note from producer brie that ms cracker on um, all stars did kind of a a zit spots look once but i think i think this is much more successful because hers were were like well hers were like realistic she was going for like real zit spots but um this was more like look at my bejeweled zits which was gorgeous this is like elevated zits because they were like they were gorgeous to look at. It's like, yeah. you looked at them and you're like, oh, that's gorgeous. And I, oh no, wait a minute. There's it. Oh no, but they're gorgeous. No, yeah. but there's it. Oh, no, they're still gorgeous. Yeah. This was just, this is, I think what we're just saying with the horror and Ellie, this is just really interesting. This whole yeah. look. Okay. Next I up, got, <laughs> I love Lawrence's look here. I, it's just, for me, I just love it. It's very outer space. It's like, she's a meteor. It's like, she's a meteor sort of, queen villain thing yes. with lots of like um crystal rocks growing from her it's just so it's so very fun. like very like a gay version of superman's fortress of solitude you know those like kryptonite yes. crystals but i oh do my- think i do mm. think that this whole his look looked great waist up face on like it was gorgeous all the detail and then when he turned around when she turned around and like was walking off off stage it was a bit like ooh I think she and looks was a it. Bit, yeah, she looks a bit like just like a Teletubby from behind. It is a bit Teletubby. Like yeah. it is, it, there is a slight Teletubby it, in space thing. For me, it felt like all the detail was on the front and the face. And then when she turned around to the side and the back, it was like a little less exciting to look at, but that's just a small criticism. Cause I, yeah, I agree. I think she looked great. And also I think. For her I think this is a step up for her. Because a lot of the the stuff she does is like very like Goo, go, 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 whereas this actually was quite beautiful. Yes. Still with a nod of camp, but yes, beautiful. Yes. Speaking right. of beautiful mm-hmm. taste. Oh has my given God. us Tina Turner in Mad Max uh Thunderdome kind of kind of action. That's what yeah. I felt like I was getting from her. She referenced Moogler, Terry Moogler, it's very that. If you ever Remember those images from um, when Naomi Campbell did the show, and it's the the music to freedom. In fact, yeah. think of like the George Michael freedom video. It's very like those outfits with the oh no, those are the motorcycle ones. Anyway, Terry Mugler, give it a Google, okay? Um, it it lots feels- of, like. It feels very taste, this look, doesn't it? It's just, like, she's, like, legs, long limbs, legs, lovely hair, and then just, like, little glitz and glads and bits and bobs and skits and scoodles just, like, shining on her, Yeah, you know? A little – I mean, it's very, very good. Concept-wise, I think it might be a slight step down from Lawrence and Bimini, just slightly, but it's still very good. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Right. Oh critiques I will say just just what, just what? what? oh uh, i was just going to say i um because i hate the snatch game and comedy challenges so much i did take a series of photographs of myself reacting to the the comedy challenge which i'm going to post on the discord it's like a oh, photo story fun. of me watching the show and generally dying on the inside so uh look out for that people on the discord lovely little little extra <laughs> extra right okay critiques first up is a uh, horror and now we've discussed a lot of this already but michelle says look you went from anal to nan very quickly um <laughs> the humor doesn't need to always be in the gutter um but you looked stunning on the runway but you did very much go for the low hang- low hanging fruit which is true and yeah. it, as we said before it's that classic thing of like oh i don't know how to do funny i'm just going to go super super dirty yeah yeah and and horror looked really sad actually throughout all of her critiques didn't she she looked like she was gonna cry and you know alan said you know it was good physical comedy but it just was too crude and uh but he did say she was very sexy and elegant on the runway and then Mm -hmm. uh donnie donnie f don french uh she just said well done um it's the sort of comedy you do with your friends at home rather than like on a stage uh fine whatever um And then Ahura, you know, they were talking very much about how Ahura went very dirty, but was also referencing her nan. But Ahura says here that her nan raised her and they've got a really good relationship. <laughs> They're very vulgar together. And she's a bit like the nan from, um, what's Catherine it called? Catherine Tate. From Catherine Tate, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing to go look into. She's like a very revolting, dirty old nan. Um And then Ruth was saying, you know, she wasn't laughing because it was funny. It's just because it was so vulgar. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yours. And then, um, LED, uh, Michelle quite rightly said, yes, there was funny moments, but it kind of just like petered out and just kind of, kind of ran out of direction at the end. She ran out of steam a little bit and then kind of says that actually she says this later when they're off stage, but it's her least favorite LED diamond runway look. Not because it's bad, it's just because it wasn't it was lacking some of the creativity of her like other looks. And I do concur with that, Michelle. Mm, We concur, Michelle. Um, Alan, uh, Alan really liked the whole dropping into the demon, the demon voice thing. um, and said that LED looked like a beautiful snow queen on the runway. Um, Dawn said the whole, the whole doing voice, the dropping to different voices is very effective, but it needs a bit of a rhythm and it needs a, a punchline to land. So you can't just do it. It needs to go on a bit of a journey and end up somewhere. Um, and Dawn also said she wants to lick her in the runway, mm-hmm. like lick her runway look. I mean, LED, she often does look like a, a Chubba chops you know lollipops so that's fair <laughs> yeah and then rue kind of questions well does she at least get some points for not going blue which is where kind of the other people go to when they panic and i say no <laughs> 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 and then this is my favorite moment of the episode when um they get to bimini and rue's like oh you really look like an actress who is it and bimini just goes meryl strape <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's hard to really get into, I mean, her whole, like this whole, you know, this whole critique, they just were basically saying you're amazing. (laughs) It's really hard to like pinpoint exactly. You know, they just said you were confident. We felt confident. You know, they, Dawn loved the not a joke, just a fact saying that she could actually build her whole like career on that one line, basically. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of mention the fact that the runway look is very brave, which I always think is a very patronizing thing to say. That was so brave of you. But what they're really getting at is you have interpreted the theme differently to everyone else and you've gone for something that doesn't sound like it's going to be attractive. Not that they always have to dress in an attractive way, but you've, you've put a spin on something and it's different to everyone else. You're really pushing. Michelle says that she was really pushing boundaries, which she is. <laughs> true, true. Uh, then, uh, Lawrence Cheerney, um, you know, Michelle rightly says, you know, great punchlines, but just again, a little too long to get to the actual punchlines, a little too long in the setup. And mm. then, you know, they, they, they were actually pretty complimentary of her runway look as well, saying, I think Alan said she looked like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> a, a glittery hemorrhoid. And Dawn. Darned- Dawn really warmed to him and was like, you're the most natural on the stage. And, and when it was just the judges, she was really waxing lyrical about, you know, wow, like the warmth that she brought to the stage. I, I just connected with her straight away. And Rue was quite rightly saying it's very rare. And it's amazing that Dawn, bearing in mind, Dawn hasn't watched any of the episodes. This is the first time she's meeting any of these queens that, that, uh, Lawrence can get that across straight away to someone like Dawn. That's really, impressive and rue also mentions here that lawrence's ability is that he can be vulnerable and that's part of his strength which is very very true because lawrence can be just putting this episode aside lawrence can be very like shouty i'm doing punchlines about haggis and meat but then also can be very sensitive and get that across which is kind of amazing i do want to reference the fact that you know they do talk about it took a while for Lawrence to get to the punchlines. And Alan says he had to get a Megabus to get to the punchlines. Babe, do you <laughs> want to just describe what a Megabus is? I have like a sneaking suspicion that they have Megabus here, I think, mm. which is basically a very cheap uh, kind of like a Greyhound. I've, I swear to God they have megabuses in this country. Uh, maybe I've got insane. Brie, you can you can let me know if well, I have got insane. I feel like producer Brie is typing live. We're going to get a live answer from- <laughs> no, she, no, she just written the just she question mark. <laughs> Okay, so a megabus in the UK would be it's just a very cheap mode of public public transport. So yeah, it's For like example, a, it's like a greyhound. It's yeah, just like a greyhound. So, for example, if you were, I remember, I have you ever taken the me- megabus? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Let me do my megabus story first. So, I've taken the megabus once, one time only, and it was from London to Glasgow, which takes about. Eight, eight hours? Is that right? Anyway, no, six. I don't know. Don't know anymore because she's used to flying. That's why. Ugh. Anyway, the one time she took the mega bus, it's like, maybe like ten bucks to go and say a five-hour bus journey and I took it through the night. The cheapest one was through the night. Yeah. So I went out with my friends in London. We had a full night out ending at like three in the morning eating full sit-down meal of Peking duck. Oh. Like duck wraps. I went to China. In Chinatown. And yeah. then I got, then I got the bus through the night uh, back to Glasgow. And I remember um listening to Radio One on the bus home and I was texting in because it was like five in the morning. They read out my text. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then, and then also I got back uh, to the UK, to the UK, to Glasgow at like seven in the morning. And I was a student at the time. I didn't have anything to do that day. So it was like, why did I get the one in the middle of the night? (laughs) I think it was just like, I just thought that's the full Megabus experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get the cheapest one in the middle of the night. Well, my Megabus experience was I got it from London to Norwich. And obviously Megabus, they're still meant to be like a Greyhound bus or a coach, as we call them in the UK, that have like a toilet on them, like a bathroom. Uh Uh-oh. I I stepped onto my Megabus and it was inexplicably an out-of-service London bus. So, like, just a bus. So it had no toilet on it and no bathroom. And the seats were, like, bus seats. So it was so uncomfortable that you couldn't, like, get comfortable. So it was basically just being on, like, a public transport bus. But then they were like, by the way, we're going to trap you on this bus for, like, three and a half hours while we drive you to Norwich. And obviously, you know me, old bladder McGee. I needed a wee within, like, five minutes of leaving London. I basically... like I basically forced the mega bus driver to pull over at a service station so I could go to the bathroom and he had to do an announcement saying like someone on the bus needs to go to the toilet. So we're going to pull over at the service station. Lots of people got off. So I feel like I did everyone a favor, but it was truly one of the most, I I actually told him, I was like, look, if you don't pull over in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to like just urinate on this bus. I was like, which I, which has definitely happened in a Megabus before, toilet yeah. or no toilet. Yeah, exactly. But me, just, me, it was it a nightmare. Megabus is, is all. It's also very much one of those situations. Like if you're flying EasyJet or Ryanair, you buy like the cheapest seat, but then you can also upgrade to like a different seat with like a headrest, and then another one might have like a plug socket. Oh, this Megabus, it, this Megabus had purely just nothing. It was honestly like a nightmare come true. Anyway. Final, final critique in the stage is for taste. Now, Michelle (laughs) said, I thought you were going to suck and you didn't. Here's the thing. It, it's, I totally agree with her, but we cannot, we cannot just like say like the bar for Lawrence is up here and let's critique him. Then the bar for taste is down here. Oh, she did well because she didn't suck. So I was a little bit like, let's just be, let's just be careful on that. Um, Alan was very impressed. Um, Dawn said that it felt like taste was flailing a bit like you're climbing a big mountain um but on the runway you're like this ethereal animal um and then she does a Dawn does a whole joke here saying that you know some people in comedy have been in comedy for 40 years and still can't do stand up Jennifer Saunders yeah, a <laughs> <are> comedy partner <laughs> that was funny yeah um, I think we also mentioned here that taste doing the comedy did a lot of rushing and didn't do much eye contact, um, which is, which is, you know, not great. If you want to connect with the person on stage. Yeah. Now this is where we go backstage. So I have a little bit of inside information that I saw on Twitter. <laughs> Basically a horror tweeted that, the reason she was so angry when they got to the backstage segment is because apparently Rue had done the thing where they ask everyone to go down the line and say who they think should go home. Okay. And apparently they'd like a lot of, I think Ellie had said a horror and maybe someone, I think maybe she'd got a few of those. So she's kind of said like, that's why I was extra annoyed by the time we got to the untucked bit backstage. Cause basically they sit down and she's just like, you can feel the, the anger's like crackling off of her. It's, it's actually pretty scary. She's basically just like, she's just like, I can't even look at you right now. I'm so disappointed in you. And, you know, Ellie's like, well, I do feel horrible. And Lawrence is like, I don't believe you. This is, this is the part where Ahora and Lawrence really went to, it went, it got too much. And regardless of intention or. You know, just like in this moment, it was a little bit nasty. So this is why I think this is why they're getting, especially Lawrence is getting some of the backlash, which we don't need people to be doing. But it was a little bit like, oh, okay, like, just take it. Everyone let's just take a breath because, you know, we don't need to be yeah. making like Ellie cry just because she did a running order, you know? yeah i mean taste has very much been an observer to this whole situ says in one of her confessionals that they're all taking it to heart but they need to get over it it's drag race yeah Yeah, it's a competition just get over it although it you know week seven or eight wherever we are right now you've, you've had a whole seven month lockdown this is intense and it's their their complete world right now so i get it yeah um Bimini thinks that Lawrence's anger goes deeper than just this challenge. And they've got Lawrence and Ellie have like a younger sister thing going on, which is weird considering that they're only two years apart. But <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I think it does go back to the scene in Scotland is very small. So you, you they probably want to stick together. So Lawrence feels a bit betrayed, but Lawrence, my gal, we need to have a sit-down. We need to have a sit-down in the Willow Tea Rooms in Glasgow and have a wee natter, and you just need to chill out, okay, hen? That's what I'd say. Oh my God, what are you going to order at the Willow Tea Rooms? The Willow Tea Rooms. I'll, I'll have a wee scone with some clotted cream and some jam, maybe a lovely tea, maybe a wee tea. No, just builders. No, just, just, no, 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 just builders tea. Not Earl Grey for me, nothing fancy. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I just enjoyed that as a, as a, as a, as a listener. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Then what happens babes? Okay. So we go back to the main stage and, uh, Bimini Bombulash is, uh, winning the challenge. She gets her third repeater badge, uh, tying with Lawrence. And um, she kind of says, like, I can't believe I've got this after, you know, lip syncing in the first week. And I will say that even in regular drag race, there is always this thing of, like, who's won the most challenges, yada, yada. But there's something about the the badges that really makes the wins very tangible. I guess it's because they are literally wearing them on their tops as they come into the room. So it really, like, it's very interesting that you get to kind of really keep a tally of who's won what so easily. So, yeah, she, she's now tied with Lawrence, so which kind of obviously indicates should be the top two. And then safe is Lawrence Cheney, and then Ellie Diamond, which was a slight, slight question mark for me. I it feel was like, sub- yeah, it was a I, surprise to everyone. Ellie yeah. was like, what? Yeah, it felt to me like maybe, it just felt like a horror and taste like one of them could have scraped through over Ellie just a little bit, but I still can't quite put my finger on who. I think maybe taste. I think maybe it should have been a horror and Ellie in the bottom. Yeah, I would say that that, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair because Tay's had a great look and actually she did a, she did a solid, solid job on that comedy stage. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with your critiques, babe. And I'm, I'm going to agree. The other thing that's hard for Ellie is, and I'm sure again, I haven't looked, but I'm sure she's had horrible, some horrible backlash on, uh, on the web. Mm. It's not her decision. Like it, she hasn't it's the judges who've decided who goes through and who doesn't so yeah yeah she's, got, got, no chill con- out. she's got no control over that and especially when you yeah. think about the fact that a show's not the show's a show's been filmed and it's all happened it's like she doesn't yeah it, she doesn't know what's what it's going to look like when it comes out on tv it's just it's not fair everyone just yeah. like i said send it to your friends and shut up so in the bottom two we have taste and a horror. now a real classic thing they're obviously doing here is best friends, roommates, soul sisters up against one another. So that makes it super tense really. Mm -hmm. And they're also both very good. Yeah. So this is a difficult one. How did you feel about this performance? Dusty Springfield's, you "You don't have to say you love me. I, I, I think I like, I know what they were trying to do. It's like friend versus friend. Um, emotional song it's like very much like in all-stars one when they got uh raven and jujubee like did a lip sync to uh that uh fuck i've forgotten the song uh but it was um what's it called robin and basically it was very like sad and like oh my god this is so like emotional like i can't believe it i feel like they were trying to go for that vibe but i would have preferred to see a horror and taste dance it out rather than emotional it out do you know what I mean? Oh, what about a song that starts off really slow and emotional, then builds and then really drops? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just cause it needed just something that, cause they're both such like performers. I wanted to see like a, I wanted to see like a dance battle rather than a emotional like sing off. Mm. Or What about like, I think like a dance remix of You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So yeah, it was. I see. Yeah, totally see what you're doing. They have to say they have to say they were struggling with the lyrics a bit. Some definitely some rhubarb, 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 rhubarb yes. going on with the lips. I agree. Um, I, I I would have struggled with the lyrics to this one. This one's not. I, w- I have to say, Dusty Springfield's not in my regular rotation for sure. <laughs> Your regular your regular drag rotation, yeah um so yeah, they performed i w- I don't have a huge amount to say about this lip sync other than the fact that at the end and in fact babes so i'm gonna I'm gonna text it to you now, some live texting um oh, cool. just going on air I oh. did take a photo of um uh taste because there's this really beautiful one right at the end, which I think she's down on the ground, and she um just gives this really intense look as if to say i've I've fought i've done something i don't know where we're going to end up but this is where i am in my life right now and i look like tina turner Thierry mugler um okay i think that's just i think that's just flying through the sms sphere it's like really intense it's it's I, i hate to use the word but it's the definition of the word fierce it like is. actually like fearsome, like a fearsome lioness. I will say yeah. looking at text now, I've just seen your very lackluster response to me asking if you wanted me to get you some holographic nail polish. And you just said, sure. So maybe I won't get that for you. How dare you? Uh, and I'm sure uh, how, and also I apologize. How annoying It's It's very America. If you ask someone a yes or no question, they say, sure. sure. Yeah. Like, well, what you, does that? No, I, am I, I want a yes or no. What does <laughs> sure mean? It's like at work. It's like, okay, so I think for this, what I need to do is this. What do you think? Sure oh my god Ugh. but just on top of that I've just seen an incredibly stressful looking message from my mom asking <laughs> if she can send an email to me that she can't open oh god <laughs> I just re- just to reply to your your holographic nail polish my, do you know what my issue is is it because you've got ma- short nails and you want you want holographic polish on like a long nail is that right no actually no oh. but thanks for bringing up my short nails it sounds I don't have a problem with them but it sounds like you do stubby. um I short stubby nails um I that's more of an a dark oil slick look you've got. It's not really holographic. Holographic to me is I want like that kind of silver holographic. You know what I mean? Oh, that, was, that was that wasn't the. That's not my hand in that picture. Yeah, I know, but it, it's an example of the color you're thinking of purchasing. It just inspired me to think about holographic. Did you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get you exactly what you want, even though your attitude stinks. <laughs> You're, you're going to get exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I love, I love being told in like a really indignant voice. Okay. Fine. I'm going to get you exactly what you want. My Do reply you know to that is, my reply to that is great. Yeah. Do you know what? Your attitude is really bad and it's actually works. So there you go. <laughs> well, well, okay. We'll, we'll be posting pictures of the fucking holographic nail polish that I've been, that I quite kindly offered to get Ben. We're going to put that on Discord too. You'll get to see our stubby little nails looking great. <laughs> So, Tace and Ahura have just sung You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, and Tace is told Shantae you stay for the third time. Oh my god, I didn't realize it's the third time she's been in the bottom, and Ahura is told to sashay away. Mm. Yeah. And then, I mean, Ahura definitely is deflated and a bit shocked, because even her, like, goodbye, outro in a world of hoes, be horror, and then her, you know, talking back in the workroom, she's pretty pissed. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, it's not like, do you know what? I've had, the, I've, I've had a great time and I'm going to treasure this. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She says here, producer Brie wrote here, I've left with two wins and only one lip sync. Whereas, you know, Taste, she's done three lip syncs. Yeah. I do, I do think Taste did a better job in the lip sync though. That's the thing. Just just, just a, a touch. Yeah. I, I do think that actually Taste did win the lip sync though, but just, just by like a hair, there was just that, that ferocity that kind of just, just tipped her over the edge just a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So this is the end of the episode. We have four queens left. We've got two episodes left. Yes. What's a little annoying is that going into next week's episode, L.E.D. has to be going home. Yeah. It has to. It it feels that way. The writing's on the wall for Ellie for sure. But um, I do think, you know, at least they're going to get the storyline of her and Lawrence, this kind of tiff continuing next week for storyline purposes i guess is kind of fun if you think that's fun um and yeah i mean we're we're definitely looking at a clear bimini and lawrence like in kind of pole position at the moment but i feel like bimini lawrence top two with the tastes in a third position is a very is a very respectable solid lineup of people yeah no that's that's a that's a lovely final three, three very different vibes that i i enjoy separately and actually th- that's very like disrespectful to be saying just dis- you know dismissing ellie so much but i do feel like her-, her time has come yeah yeah i do hope that lawrence and ellie make up next week i think i'm sure they must do yeah they sure definitely they must will. do yeah I feel- animosity usually is gone by the last couple of episodes anyway because everyone's kind of they're in the home stretch so that should that should happen that's true that's very mm. true right lovely we've yeah. only got two more weeks of this babes i, I know what are we gonna do actually also, i'm also wondering what they're gonna do in the final because it was obviously done during lockdown I, I mean they can't do anything big or spectacular can i mean can they even bring back the old queens probably not hmm interesting yeah mm. I, yeah you're right actually I'm, I'm gonna be curious to see what they do curious by britney spears Oh, I love that scent. It's my favorite <laughs> scent. Do you know what my favorite rock is? My favorite stone? What? Onyx. <laughs> Onyx, Hotel, Onyx Hotel Tour by Britney Spears. Also, do you know what, do you know what my favorite holiday is? Halloween. <laughs> okay. These are just all Britney quotes, listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, and I haven't watched any... I haven't Ooh. caught up in season 13, and I have not... Watch the lockdown episode. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm refusing to watch that lockdown episode. The, the latest episode is season 13 was Snatch Game. So there was also, I felt like very personally attacked this week to have to watch a stand up comedy challenge and Snatch Game, like oh. two day, like a day apart. It was a lot of me disappearing inside my jumper because I couldn't handle watching what was going on. But there was some really good, there's some really good standouts on uh, Snatch Game. Some unexpected, okay, well, that, slightly that's unexpected. Good. Um, That's good because I do feel like this this season thirteen needs needs a bit of oomph and needs something. So I'm excited to watch that. Please do not give away what's going on, and I'll you, properly get back to you next week. Did you when see? We discuss. Did you see the announcement of Drag Race Down Under? Did you see the the queens getting introduced for Drag Race Down Under? No, I did not. Was it Grish? It's pretty fun. It's just, it's just, uh, Michelle and, uh, one of the, the, the new judge or maybe the host, I wasn't quite sure who he was, just kind of, it's basically them sitting at the judge's desk. They just announce the girls one by one and you just see them do, you don't hear their entrance line. You just see them walking into the workroom. Um, and st- like big shout out to the queen that's just called Karen from finance. Yeah. But that, that's a, that's an, an old school name. There's like a few queens called that. There's like someone like this is like Linda from HR. Sorry to burst oh. your Aussie bubble, babes. Oh well, no, you, you didn't. I still like her. Okay, okay. Well, I need to watch that. Wait, so who is the... I'm just I'm just Googling. I want to see who the, the judge is for um, Drag Race uh, Australasia or whatever we're calling it. Yeah, Australasia. Australasia. It's comedian Rhys Nicholson no idea who that is. Not familiar with Reese's work. I don't know Reese, actually. Yeah. I think he lives in narusa you know, near the oh, right I hope they do a lip sync to, uh, Absolutely Everybody by Vanessa Amorosi. Is, uh, she, a Vanessa stra- Amor- is she Australian? <laughs> I think she's Australian. I think she's Australian, yeah. <laughs> I do think that Drag Race Australia is going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, there is I going mean, to be some real, uh, yeah. some, oof. Yeah, I think it's going to be rough as hell in a really fun way. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, the UK girls are rough. I think the down under girls are going to be so vulgar. Cause you know, they're so vulgar in Australia. I love that. They throw around the sea bombs like, like a greeting. They're just like, oh, I, what up you can't." I think they're going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of very like lovely, fun, but slightly, I hate using the word basic, but a slight, Cheryl wholeness to a lot of them like very not basic but just very happy and smiley I think there's gonna be a lot of that I'm not sure how much edge there's gonna be (laughs) I'm excited though maybe Vanessa Amorosi is gonna be a judge I don't know why I'm really I'm really pushing for a Vanessa Amorosi renaissance (laughs) <laughs> and Amorosi a nods oh no that didn't work I just put her a well thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK this episode was produced by Brie Weiss if you've got something to say get in touch drop us an email at Drag Race Recap UK at afterthought.media yes and please listen to us on our podcast You're Welcome America it's available on iTunes Spotify and all those good places and follow us on our Instagram we're at You're Welcome America which is the letters you are welcome america for bonus drag race uk content and more support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthought media drag race recap uk is an afterthought media podcast